you know, it's just been, it's been so cool. The feedback has been so awesome. There's nothing like that makes you more proud really than seeing photos and videos online of people using the product and being like, oh my gosh, I love this new sign. It's so cool. You know, check out how it lights up automatically at night, you know, it's solar powered and, and they'll make videos and you can see they, they're, they're so excited about it, you know, and it just makes you feel like, wow, I made that. And now it's helping their business. You know, it's so cool. The reliability of people is really challenging sometimes in that when you think that you, you, I don't know, whether it's a Zoom call or, you know, uh, just things where you have a an agreed meeting of the minds and then they just are gone. And so, you know, that's something that we've learned that you really have to kind of nurture the relationships that are working well and keep them alive because yes. it seems like it's really challenging to find those. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Schulseth. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my friends, Zach and Erica of Spin Top Signs. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, Hi, thank you us. so much. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So why real estate? Well, um, you know, we've been together since I was 17 and he was 18. We actually met the day I graduated from high school. And... So we've kind of really been able to grow into adulthood together, you know, and like take on some of the the challenges of adulthood and growing our, you know, learning about finance and like grow, building our wealth and acquiring our first home and things like that, you know. And so we've kind of always recognized that like real estate was going to be a great way for us to, um, you know, you need it. We needed a place to live, you know, sure. but also great way for us to to build our, our wealth and and like a nice kind of stable form of investment so you know we started young I think right away like right after college we purchased our very first condo and since then we've bought and sold about 20 properties um, and we've just been pretty heavily involved in real estate our entire adult lives and we lived back in San Diego for um, 10 years and Zach got his real estate license in San Diego and represented us in the purchase of one of our homes. And then when we moved here to Phoenix, where we are now, Phoenix, Arizona, um, I got my real estate license and represented us when we purchased our home here and started working as a real estate agent. And that's actually when the idea for our product came about, you know, being involved in the real estate industry like enabled us to kind of have an opportunity to think about some of the marketing tools that are currently available and how we can like you know where there's a need there and how we could improve upon that that field awesome thanks for sharing sure so where did spin top signs come from give me a little bit of background on where you came up with the product how you took it to market and then we can talk about all the failures and challenges that you've had uh, actually creating a product from scratch, especially one that is shippable to real yes. estate agents all over, you know, the U.S., Canada, Mexico, wherever. Totally. So the idea came up when Erica said I just got her license in Arizona and she got her sign board and me being an uh, engineer by trade kind of identified the fact that we need, like, there could be something better. And so I remember having a conversation with my grandfather uh, several years ago when he remembered real estate signs being the same as they are today, 50 years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. And so it kind of got us thinking, like, how could we improve this? How could we make a, a, 
a different version. And so we kind of started by drawing just pictures on a piece of paper. And we got to the rough kind of the, the general shape of how we wanted to look. And then we went out to uh, Michael's, Michael's <laughs> yeah. and we bought a, a styrofoam cylinder and we uh, commandeered one of our kids' robotics kits and uh, nice. essentially took, printed out a whole bunch of pictures and stuck them into the styrofoam and then attached that to like a motor so it was and, and some lights. So it's lighting up and rotating and doing all these different things. Mm. And that was sort of how it was born. We were like, yeah, I think people might might like this. And so kind of where we went from there is we engaged with some local folks in Phoenix to actually build a handful of them. And we, the idea is like, we wanted to start a, a beta. That's kind of how we, we think of it now. And so we, we built, I don't know, what would you say our first inventory? Maybe 10 or 15 signs mm-hmm. or so. And literally Erica went just door to door, knocking on, on real estate brokerages, trying to see if people were interested. And uh, it turned out a lot of people were interested and they were really, <laughs> they were intrigued by the idea. And so we started a sign installation company here in Phoenix and started installing them on behalf of, of real estate agents. And so that's kind of how it got started. That's amazing. So we've actually, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cool how it's it's grown from something so small. I mean, we really just had 10 that we were like building in our garage, you know, late at night, just gluing and, you know, pushing things together and holding them and just trying to create our own spin top idea and then going out and and guerrilla marketing them and seeing if there you know was any interest and then we started the local sign installation service and it's been around for three years now so we had a good amount of time to like get feedback to collect feedback from the agents you know how is this working what is this doing for you and so you know like he said it was a beta test it was a chance for us to decide is this a, a viable product you know is this something that really benefits the agent because that's what it has to do, you know, um, although I would say that it benefits the agent, it benefits the buyer, you know, it benefits both agents, you know, the sellers and the buyers and the buyers themselves as well, as well as sometimes third-party affiliates. So we've tried to make it so that it's helpful to, to everybody involved in the real estate process, but we, we got a chance to get some feedback from agents and we heard things like, you know, um, this is such a great way for me to stand out. You know, most of the time you see through real estate signs, you kind of stop noticing them, you know, because they're also identical in nature. And so, you know, from this sign, the neighbor popped over, you know, and said, oh, neighbor, you know, you're selling, you know, how do you like your agent? And then they'd say, oh, I love my agent. You know, she's she's wonderful. And so soon enough, they have a referral, you know, and they have their next listing and it's the person across the street. So we noticed that we were starting to do installs on the same street a lot, you know, sort of working its way down the street. And it's because like the spin top was gaining the right kind of attention and the sellers were kind of recognizing that the agent was going above and beyond really, you know, to, to list and to market their home and to sell it and to make their client happy. And so they were just more eager to speak about it to neighbors, you know? And so that's when we recognized, wow, this is really a product that has some serious potential because if it can get you even a single listing, good grief, you know, I mean, that's incredibly valuable. Yeah, I mean, it more than pays for itself on a single listing. That's for sure. Absolutely. I think it's- Absolutely. So, Especially in this market. Yes. So from there, we, we couldn't really distribute them at all. We, we built them, as Erica mentioned, like in-house, we had a handful, they were cumbersome um, and, and certainly couldn't be distributed or, or shipped anywhere. And somebody, one of our customers was really happy with our product. 
and they posted in a large Facebook group. It was a uh, hundred thousand members. You know, one of these huge Facebook groups that has a, a lot of real estate agents. Exactly, a real estate specific. Yeah, real Facebook. estate specific. Mm. And so overnight, I remember waking up and looking at our phone, like the number of orders. Oh. Not only did it like go through the roof, but they were like all over the place. Like we're getting orders in Maine, Florida, and Florida, and <laughs> Illinois. And just, what happened? Like why? <laughs> like we only market in Phoenix, so to get all this national recognition was confusing. Mm. And so what we ended up doing is Erica was able to find the source as that somebody posted in uh, this Facebook group. And so as people were inquiring and saying, how do I get an order? Or how do I buy one? The answer is, well, you can't. Like we, we just, <laughs> <don't have> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. And so it became very obvious, like that's not a good answer. We need, we need to do something better. And so at that point, we sort of pivoted from being only a sign installation company located in Phoenix to how do we make a product that we could ship and distribute all over the place. And our focus went from that to, you know, hiring a product designer to, you know, getting CAD drawings, um, different materials, all that sort of thing. And then establishing relationships with various manufacturers and trying to, you know, we, our, our tops and bottoms are plastic mold injected. So we had to get molds made and tooling and all these different pieces. Not cheap. It's not cheap. It's not fast. It's not easy. Like everything yeah. you expect would take, a week, two weeks, three weeks is like a month, two months, three months. And you know, the next thing you know, it's a, a year has gone by before you, you have your first manufactured product. Um, so that's kind of how it got started. And then, uh, yeah, there's been many, certainly many challenges along the way. Um, but as of October, towards October of last year, we received our initial batch of 500 signs. And so that was kind of like a number that we came up with that we thought was a good enough quantity that we could sell them and kind of see like, what the the response is and wouldn't be so much that we had to you know it would cost you know an extraordinary amount of money and we're self-funded so that was relevant and so we just decided that we would work with the fulfillment center and order our first batch of signs and kind of launch the product nationwide and so that's really where we're at right now it's it's at what i would call its infancy in terms of like availability to everybody in the u.s you know i mean most people Still, the vast majority of people haven't heard of the product. It's brand new. It's really exciting to them, which is fun because you're constantly getting feedback from new new sets of eyes. Um, and so that keeps it really, really cool for us and really um, interesting. But, you know, officially launched November. And so December, January, February, I mean, just, you know, a few months we've been we've been selling. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been so cool. The feedback has been so awesome. There's nothing like that makes you more proud really than seeing photos and videos online of people using the product and being like, Oh my gosh, I love this new sign. It's so cool. You know, check out how it lights up automatically at night, you know, it's solar powered and, and they'll make videos and you can see they, they're, they're so excited about it, you know, and it just, makes you feel like, wow, I made that. And now it's helping their business. You know, it's so cool. So rewarding. <laughs> so in the early 2000s, I, well, let me see. I'll go here from 2005 to 2008, I sourced and sold over 400 different consumer electronic products. I was going to China twice a month and they were ridiculous trips, right? Because it was a, a 30 hour door to door then I'd be there for 24 hours, turn around and come back home. Um, meeting with vendors, like I had a team there of five people. I had an office. There was a ton of different stuff going on. And I was creating products for big box retailers. That's right when you started seeing guys like 
Best Buy launched their Insignia brand and Target launched their Up and Up brand and Walmart launched some of their own products, right? That were all private label, direct to consumer type Me Too products. And I had real estate agent friends and they were complaining about, you know, signs not being illuminated at night. And the irony of this is that this is what kind of got me into the LED lighting business in 2007 is I started sourcing these solar powered lights from Asia that would mount on top of the sign and shine down to illuminate the sign at night. You know, they were cheap. They were like eight bucks, five bucks, whatever they were. The issue was they were constantly getting stolen. Like literally kids in the neighborhood would take them and then put them on their backyard or put them underneath their skateboard or do like whatever was happening with these lights. Cause it was like this rectangular box. The top was solar inside was a battery. And then it had two adjustable arms with five millimeter LEDs on it, you know? Um, so when I saw your product, like I was so excited because unless you take the whole sign, you can't steal it. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what right. We've it actually like. had no issues with theft at all. And we've well, like, this put is in Los a Angeles. So what do you want me to tell you? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, we're, we're selling signs there now. So I'm, I'm eager to hear back, but we haven't had any feedback yet from customers either about anything like that or any, um, um, vandalism, but, but it is, it's all a single piece. And then we've put in a few theft prevention mechanisms. So you can't just like lift the spin top up off of the post in case anyone is tempted. But I do think that when you have a product, that's kind of larger, um, more obvious and, and it is well lit. I think it deters theft a little bit because it looks more valuable. And so people are maybe more hesitant to to be, you know, to, to, to risk sure. getting in trouble. That's that's just my guess. Yeah, that could be part of it. We also, yeah, as Eric mentioned, we do have a couple theft prevention mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So so the lid, the, the top that sits up, uh, on the vertical post cannot be removed because there's a pin that sort of attaches it. And we've designed it such that you could put a luggage lock behind. And oh, cool. It's mm -hmm. literally like locked into place. It's just for extra security. If people feel like they need it, you know, that's something they can purchase to. How that durable is, is that sign for weather, you guys? You know, you guys are in Arizona, right? The West Coast is one thing. Yeah, so you, Up you here in Illinois or the East Coast is another thing. <laughs> I think you get a kick us out of the testing we did because obviously it would be in, in cold weather places where in Phoenix, Arizona, like it hasn't snowed in a century <laughs> or something. It's been a while. And so we went to the store and bought a snow, snow cone making machine. And so we, we built snow. We made a lot of snow. And so we just covered it. We've, we had it in a shower, you know, we were testing in, inside a shower for a while, hoses. But we do actually get quite a bit of wind and then strong rains when it does rain. Right. So we do have a pretty intense mon monsoon season. Like it's it's legit. And uh, we did a lot of testing during monsoon season to, to make sure that everything works. And then we did things like when we were working with the designers and the manufacturers, we made sure to get kind of UV protected polycarbonate for the sidewalls so that sun wouldn't like change the, the you know, yellow the images. And we did um, drainage in kind of the bottom sides of this along the sides of the sign so that water, snow, things like that were not an issue. That being said, like we had never tested in the actual environment in which we were intending it to be used and so over these last couple winter months it has been so so informative and so great so helpful to us to have agents provide feedback about how they're doing so we are ecstatic as you must imagine after having designed the product the hopes that it would it would work well we're ecstatic to get really positive feedback from agents that it's faring very well in snow and rain and heavy winds um 
you know, in Texas, a, a lady wrote a review so excited because there was 75 mile an hour, you know, wind um, really intense in Texas. She got up the next day to go check on her sign and, you know, it hadn't budged and she was just thrilled and said, I'll be buying more for sure. You know, every time we hear feedback like that, it's very comforting and it makes us very happy. <laughs> yeah, we so, received pictures of spin top signs covered in snow, you know, with like a so semi, cool. semi, yeah, semi-circle of, of snow on top of it. And, you know, eventually just melted off and the solar kick, kicked in as soon as there was, you know, uh, the smaller amount of snow and it had no problem. The images were fine and it, it's, it's passed the weather test. <laughs> That's great. How do people feel about the price of the product? It's like 250 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's an interesting question. We've tried a few different things with the price. Um, we, we've kind of changed it around and it, it hasn't really seemed to matter. So we were actually really at a recently at a trade show where we tried pricing it at a few different price points just to kind of see what would happen. And people feel comfortable at that price point. So in the mid to 200 to three, 300 range, because just a regular post often is around 100 or $125, you know, somewhere in there online right now. So for roughly double the cost, you get something that really does add value and differentiate the, the real estate agent from their competition. And the competition's huge, right? There's, there's, I want to say on the magnitude of a million real estate agents just in the States alone. Yeah. And so like, if you're trying to pitch to a potential seller, why me, you know, now you have something. And so for an extra $100 or an extra $150, if you have that tool in your toolbox, it's quite valuable. So I think people are okay paying that. And coupled with the fact of inflation right now and everything's just going up in, in, <laughs> in price, you know, so I, it, it feels like customers are 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 okay with that price point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just to make sure that that he made this clear, the price includes the stake that goes into the ground, the post that sits on the stake, the clips to hang the signboard, and the spin top. So it's it's like the entire package is that price, and then you just add your hanging like personalized for sale signboard. So mm-hmm. like Zach said, it's you know a hundred something dollars for the post itself. You know for for most most uh, vinyl kind of higher quality posts, which is what we have. And so I think most real estate agents know that. That that said, you do get interesting feedback from people. Some people go, is that it? Oh my gosh, what an amazing deal. And some people are like, what? Oh, that's you know too rich for my blood, too, too, too much, you know? Um, so it's just interesting the, the the spectrum that you see, you know, but for the most part, that that price range is um it, and we can tell that it's being seen as fairly reasonable. And also our our price is um, going is $299. That's our, our actual price. And we are have it for $249 right now. So we'll like let customers know that this is definitely a limited um, opportunity to purchase at $249, but we we plan to bring the price back up to its MSRP or whatever, you know, at some point in the pretty near future. And how are agents responding to having to do more work? And what I mean by more work is actually like print the pictures and put them in the spin top in order to launch that listing. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. Um, so the real estate agents in terms of signage kind of fall into two camps. There's the folks that install their own signs and they're out in the front yard with a hammer and, and driving the stake into the ground. And there's also uh, folks that prefer to hire a real estate installation company. So they just get on the phone and say, please install a real estate sign at my listing XYZ. So the the former, the first group, they're already out there anyways with the hammer, with the post. And so they're seemingly, that's the hard part. 
So printing a couple pictures or going to CVS to get a couple pictures printed. Oftentimes people have like office aids that will help in printing things like that. So we haven't re- uh, we haven't received too much concern over or having to, to print the pictures themselves. Um, one way we'd like to expand the company is also to be able to integrate with existing sign companies so that customers who don't install their, their signs could reach out to their sign installation company and, and have this service provided for them. So that's kind of like a, an expansion avenue that we'd like to explore moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, in all 50 states, there would be sign installation services that can install your spin top sign for you. Or you can purchase one, own it, and do it yourself. And, you know, also in answer to your question, some agents really like that control, you know, especially when it comes to the more artistic mm-hmm. marketing aspect, you know. And so that's one of the things I think that's the, the, the most marketable feature of our product is that it's customizable and that you put whatever you want in there. So if you have a listing that you just really want to highlight features of the listing, you know, if, if it just got a redo, refresh, you know, it's got a great master bathroom and a great kitchen and fridge, you know, they can, you know, or a really nice backyard with a pool. They can incorporate those photos and highlight those features to draw in those buyers and really increase interest in the listing. But if they want to advertise themselves, it's just as easy to do that as an agent. You know, I mean, they can put their branding colors in there. They can put their photo. They can put a QR code that goes to their website with all of their listings or talks about them and their background as an agent. You know, they can really market themselves and they can kind of increase brand awareness for their brand in their target neighborhoods. You know, so when they have that listing in that neighborhood that they're super excited to be to be in. You know, they've, they've worked their way into this, this listing in this great neighborhood and they want to target this neighborhood. They, they can increase branding awareness by also having like adjacent to their signboard, you know, their photo and, and more of their, their logo and everything. So people recognize them and become more familiar with them when they're ready to sell. And another way that they can use it um, if they decide to is actually to generate revenue from it. So you can lease what we've seen agents do is lease a panel. So it comes with six, it fits six, eight by tens. They'll lease a panel to an affiliate. It could be anybody that wants to be in front of buyers because, sure. you know, if that's their target a audience. Warranty so, company, mortgage company. Exactly. Mortgage oh, yeah, companies, exactly right. title companies, um, home repair, you know, movers, any anything at all, you know. Um, and you can lease a panel to them and you can generate revenue while your listing is on the market. And, you know, it's nice for real estate agents to have some additional residual income, you know, when they've got these kind of stagnant paydays. That's a nice feature. Um, and so people are just creative and like to use it in a lot of different ways. You know, some people post like the neighborhood information, you know, nearby parks, the best restaurants nearby. It's the sky's the limit. It's whatever you want to do with it. And agents do like that control. I love that. That's cool. So tell me about your failures as you developed and have Where to begin? <laughs> brought this product to market, you know, like um, prior to us recording, we were talking a little bit about my background and product development. That's where I came from. I was always a real estate investor in the background. And to be honest, that probably funded most of my companies and failures. And I've had to rebuild a portfolio many times. But I love product development. Like it's really cool to be able to take something from nothing to something. So I'd love for you to share, you know, some of the things that you've learned along the way. Oh, you know, or maybe another way to ask the question is, what did you take for granted in using day-to-day products that you will no longer take for granted anymore now that you've developed your own product? 
Yeah, I could, I could take a few examples that pop into my brain. Sure. So how we started off is we would have a lot of the pieces of the sign 3D printed in kind of smaller, uh, smaller sizes so we could test them out here at our house. And we would buy different pieces, screws, connectors, various hardware to test out and, and see what we like. And so we arrived at a, a pin that worked very well. And we, we wanted more of these pins. And the place we sourced them was somewhere in the Midwest. It was some company that you could you could buy. Them. And so our manufacturer, who was putting all the kind of the assembly and putting all the pieces together and the plastic mold injection was in, in China. And so not thinking too hard about it was I would just buy them from the company in the Midwest and ship them to our friends in China and they would put them all together and away we go. So turns out that the pins themselves weren't even from the company in the Midwest, they had purchased them from Asia. So the pins went from Asia to the Midwest, back to, to Phoenix, <laughs> back to back to China. Each hop along the way, just an astronomic, uh, <laughs> astronomical amount of shipping and taxes and time. And so, I mean, we would spend, I remember Erica would go to UPS to try and figure out how to send a package that was like 100 pounds of pins from our house in Phoenix to Shanghai. UPS, FedEx, DHL, yeah. like every single, you and know. DHL is the cheapest, avenue. but it might not get there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly correct. Yes. And so the cost of one of those pins, you know, to us originally was maybe, I don't know, 20 cents or something like that. But by the time all these little pieces came together and actually arrived at the spot where it's supposed to be, it was like 10 times as expensive as it was. You know, it was like many dollars per piece. And so when you have, you know, I think each unit has 10 of those. And so like right away, 10 times $2 and pins is $20. Like it just blew up the cost right away. Just, and they had them already in the city where they needed to get to. originally. <laughs> <laughs> so our pins took like, you know, a trip around the entire globe to get back to where they started and incurred a, a huge amount of cost. <laughs> Certainly a lesson learned. How many manufacturers did you have to go through to get a reliable one for yourself? So this particular manufacturer we used uh, many years ago. Uh, when we built our version that was just in Phoenix, like they built some okay. of the hardware. And so we were familiar with them and we'd used them before and they did a good job. And so maybe we got lucky in that front because they were they have been quite reliable and quite responsive. You know, that that's another thing that we've learned is for whatever reason, people just like disappear. And so often, you know, like you would have, you would engage with a relationship with somebody and they're, they're excited or, or something responsive. responsive. And then they just like, they just go away. Like, they, you know, and, and so we've, we've had a lot of, that's been kind of one of the, the biggest lessons we've learned is like the reliability of people is really challenging sometimes. And that when you think that you, you, I don't know, whether it's a zoom call or, you know, uh, just things where you have a, an agreed meeting of the minds and then they just are gone. And so, you know, that's something that we've learned that you really have to kind of nurture the relationships that are working well and keep them alive because yes. it seems like it's really challenging to find those. And, and so that's when we decided on this particular manufacturer. I think you had communicated with a lot. Yeah. We kind of initiated communication with a whole bunch and then sort of tested the waters with them. We wanted to see how responsive are they, you know, for a couple of weeks or a month. Like, let's see if they're if they're continuously responsive, you know, if things shift depending on, you know, um, what the size of our order might be or, you know, because you're also, when you're a small business, you know, and you're starting with smaller quantities, a lot of companies will say, oh, we won't eat, we can't do that. You know, it's just, 
we make 10,000 or more of things. We don't make right. 500 things, you know? And so that was an issue at first for sure. But, but then, you know, that's how you found uh, just a very responsive quality team and at a company that we thought seemed to be thriving. So low likelihood of the company itself disappearing, <laughs> you know, um, of course, those are always fears in a business owner's mind. Yeah, especially um, when they're however many thousand miles away. Exactly. 20,000, how many miles it is to China. <laughs> it's actually an interesting point. We we tried to source a lot of the the pieces here locally in, in the States and even in Arizona specifically. And the cost associated with manufacturing in general, just it was astronomically different. Like the, yeah. you know, the hardware pieces here versus there were six times as much. Like it, it, we would have to sell our products for so much that it would just... Nobody would buy them. That's be a thousand dollars a piece or something. Yeah, it's not viable. Yeah, it yeah. just wasn't viable, and so and that's even taking into account you know the shipping that's involved if you manufacture abroad. Um, it just was too much more. You know, maybe it's something that we can hope for in the future when we're producing again larger quantities. Hopefully, there's kind of an economy of scale yeah. there that will work in our favor. But um, at least initially, it just wasn't feasible. So I just thought of another uh, lesson learned. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're you're designing these products, you're not quite sure how they're going to be boxed and the shape of the box and the size of the box and the weight of the box. And so we sort of picked 500 because it felt like a good number for just various reasons. It was, it was a nice round number, the, the price seemed appropriate. And so 500 it is, but didn't take into account what the box size might be. And knowing that we had to get them from China to, to Long Beach, we had to get a 40 foot container. And without doing the math to figure out how many boxes could fit in the 40 foot container. Like it turns out we ended up shipping a lot of air. And so very, very expensive yeah, air. Very, very expensive <laughs> air. Because by the time we figured out the size of the boxes, everything had already been made and we were ready to go. The 40 foot container shows up at the manufacturer, they load it in and then it's like, you know, two thirds full and there's a third, just nothing <laughs> emptiness. And you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars for this container to get across the ocean. And a third of it's just vacant. <laughs> so the the lesson learned there, obviously, is that you should order in quantities that will fill your container mm -hmm. to maximize the, the shipping cost there. But again, it was so difficult. I mean, you're literally talking about a product that right. didn't previously exist. You know, this is when as the as they're assembling, this is the first time they're seeing it. The manufacturer is seeing it packaged in the box that it's going to be in. So when they're trying to estimate what the size might be and things, you know, the numbers just aren't terribly accurate, you know? And so it's very, very difficult to plan for that first round. And so we're so excited to do the second round and like hoping that, we, I mean, we've been making a list. We've compiled a list of the lessons learned and the changes that we'll make moving forward. And like, hopefully every time we'll increase in efficiency and it will just become smoother, you know, more economical, um, faster, you know, just everything, hopefully less stressful, you know, we'll lose less hair in the process. Just it'll, it'll, it'll be more smooth. That's, that's the hope, you know, we'll yeah. see. A lot of a lot of people in my past experience haven't wanted to spend money on actually building a real prototype just for the reason of packaging alone, right? Because how does the sign actually break down? How does it get constructed in a box? Is there a different way to engineer it so that it's a different shape and size box, right? Maybe it is 
less short, but it's longer, but it's leaner. And that completely changes the whole Tetris effect inside of a 40-foot HQ shipping container and what that means for you know, the freight cost per item and what the customer actually has to pay as part of their purchase price for getting it here. So many lessons when it comes to product development, you know, totally. and it, you only know it by doing it. Mm-hmm. There's no, and we ended up deciding that we really, it was really important to us that the customer have, you know, that it be very user friendly and that it yeah. be a, a, you know, assembly install and assembly process. And so we ended up deciding that we wanted it to come completely assembled. So the topper is, is together. And the fun thing about that is then we can, we actually insert six images, you know, and they're, they're just cool branded, you know, helpful. They have instructions on how to install and instructions on how to assemble. And they're just useful things. They give suggestions for how to use the inserts, you know, think possible ideas for things to do with them. And so it's nice that we can use that space to kind of market and make it a more, more fun unboxing experience for the customer too. But also that way they get to see because most people that are buying it are buying it sight unseen. They've, they've never seen the product in person yet. And so we just wanted it to be very clear, you know, how, what it's supposed to look like at the end. So that's what we want. It. So it comes fully assembled. <laughs> I love it. So a couple of things. We are going to move to talk about your real estate business shortly. But congratulations to you guys on actually creating and getting a product to market. Even if you sell zero, that is a big deal. So like, you should be proud of yourselves. So much. Yeah, thank you. And you know, it is worth highlighting because it's almost like having a child. It's a huge deal to go from literally a piece of paper. Yeah, it was a huge accomplishment, something that we're both quite proud of. It's it's been years in the making and a lot of effort for both of us. It's painful. Now here, it's it's a real thing. And yeah, Yeah. as Eric mentioned earlier, to see some random person on the other side of the, the country Installing it on, you know, and, and posting on it in TikTok and a little video of a dancing, rotating <laughs> sign. It's like, wow, that's really neat. Yeah, it makes it real, right? Like it's, it's totally. And we absolutely have said to ourselves the same kind of the same as what you just said to us. So just if it does fail, it does not feel like a failure in any way, shape, or form. It was just the coolest experience, and especially to be able to do it with your spouse. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when people say you want to challenge a marriage, you know, like redo the kitchen or, you yeah, know, something right. like it, it, it just tests you on all levels, you know, of, of communication and working together through, like you said, countless trials and hardships and roadblocks. And you just have to, you have to realize that there is an end goal and you have to see it through to fruition. And so you just have to work through those challenges to the best of your ability and not get too, you know, absorbed in the failures and and too stressed out about it you know you just have to move forward in the best way that you can and and manage you just begin again every day like that's that's how it rolls figure it out just move forward and figure it out i love it okay so let's now talk about how going through this and looking at these the pains of producing a product from zero has affected your real estate business and what you guys doing (laughs) in real estate right now? Like what's the end goal with this and your real estate business? And you know, what does the future look like? Well, it's a very good question. And I'm glad that we're talking when we are talking because it might've been different about a month ago, but actually what's, I mean, (laughs) it it really does change on such a, it's it's a a constant um, conversation, I guess, between us. So my husband has a full-time job um, as he kind of alluded to as a software engineer. 
and then I had um, have the real estate license and was acting as an agent and used the spin top sign on, you know, on my listing, you know, not that long ago. But what's happened is the amount of bandwidth that it takes to start a business has been just so great that as two people, literally a mom and pop shop, like this is it, you know, we're the entire business. So managing it on our own is, it just requires too much time. You know, we realized that it would take decades to, to release the product if we didn't, at least if I, as the one that didn't have a required full-time job, didn't devote all of my time to it. And so it is gradually, at first it was more engineering focused, you know, I mean, it was about conversing with the manufacturers constantly and, and designers and, you know, um, kind of more logistical sure. things that that really were up his alley. And so that it was primarily kind of his focus. And then working with China, it was like the hours were great because it was like 6 p.m. to midnight or something, yeah. you know. It worked out well, yeah. sort of, I guess, if you want to work 20 hours a day. Yeah. But now it's really reached this point where I am really so responsible for so many aspects of the business and how successful it is. And so the amount of time that I have to devote to just, you know, exploring different avenues of marketing and trying to find ways to, you know, get into the right uh, conventions, you know, with different brokerages and to advertise on social media and email blasts and all these different avenues, knowing nothing about them, of course, you know, initially having to learn about them from scratch. These things take just excessive amounts of time. And so my license was, um, expiring in January, you know, like January 5th or something. And um, we made the very tough decision that I was going to let it lapse and not complete my continuing education and just go ahead and focus exclusively on the sign business. And that was a really tough decision because for many, many reasons, but one is also that, um, you know, as we're marketing the product for me to be able to say, I am a real estate agent, sure. like, you know, and, and, and to have that commonality, you know, sure. and that background to start with is helpful and useful in the sales process. But I, I kind of no longer have that um, because it's, it's newly freshly gone. So, so right now, neither of us are, um, are acting in, in real estate. Yeah, it's right now 100% the sign. Like, Signs. grow the sign business and, and get it to a point that it's successful, like a successful mm -hmm. business. And that's that's where the energy and focus is at right now. And then I will get the license back and I will use those signs <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> well, and essentially you guys have two revenue streams, right? Because you have the sign installation business and then you have the actual product itself, right? That's exactly right. And so I also do the vast majority of our local sign installation business, which kind of will show you how easy it is to install the um, stakes. You know, so I, I do that locally. So exactly, we we run that, which is managing relationships with all of our customers. And, you know, we give um, a turnaround time of 24 hours. We say we'll install by the end of next day because we like to have that quick response time for our customers. And so, you know, what that means is that you need to be really flexible with your schedule, you know, because there could be an install, you know, 45 minutes away the next day um, that I'll need to make time for. Do you guys have the product on Amazon yet? We do not. That is something we've talked about doing. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know. Do you have experience with that? It's, we, we haven't gone down that road yet. Yeah, we'll talk about that offline. I'll also make you an intro to an Amazon expert that can at least help you or guide you in the right direction. That would be phenomenal. I have a very long list of things to look into, and that is on the top of the list. Um, we are super curious about it and just haven't had a chance yet to investigate. You know, at this point, we're kind of, because it's so early on, we're kind of, it's like we're fighting fires or something. It's like we have to deal with things that are more urgent and, and, and immediate and, you know, imperative in nature. But we want to be able to work kind of on the business in, in that sense so badly. So hopefully we'll have the opportunity to, to kind of think about growth and expansion. And absolutely, we're very interested in learning about Amazon sales. Sure. Okay. So most importantly, where can people find you guys? So our product is available on spintopsigns.com. So it's um, spintopsigns, all one word, dot com. And we sell the product on there, um, you know, gets shipped directly to you, ships within um, two days of ordering, ships out from the fulfillment center within two days. And right now we only have the one product. So it's the entire, um, it's the, the post, the stake, the spin top and the hooks. So everything that you need uh, basically other than your uh, hanging signboard. Okay. Awesome. Well, I would like to say one more time again, congratulations for getting a product to market. And thank you guys for uh, sharing your business with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.